The draft is over. The NFL draft grades are in. So what exactly does that mean for the Rams? You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you click that subscribe button on your podcast feed so you can get the Locked on Rams podcast delivered right into your phone, your laptop, or who knows how else you might be getting it, but you'll get it every single day. Check us out on YouTube as well, the Locked on Rams YouTube channel. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get 50 to $500 off. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. All right, good podcast for you today. Here's what we're going to get to. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is out for six games. He violated the league's performance-enhancing drug policy. What does that mean for the Rams? That's coming up in just a little bit. And the Rams' schedule, well, the entire NFL schedule, not out quite yet, but Already there seems to be a little negotiation about one of the Rams road games, potentially whether or not the Rams and the Packers might play a game in London this upcoming season. I'll give you my thoughts on that, but let's get right to this. Let's talk about the NFL draft grades and what those mean exactly and how much attention you should be paying to any of this stuff. Look, I've talked about this before. Um, I'm not a draft guy necessarily. I'm not somebody that spends a a, a ton of time worrying about what guy is going to go in which round to which team. I I know what the teams need. I know that they they need to address these needs in the draft. But beyond that, my interest in the draft is minimal. My interest in the draft is, you know, who are the guys that the Rams may be targeting. And that's kind of that. Because And here's why. Not that the draft isn't important. It it is. It is important. The Rams have maybe cracked the code on making it a little less important than it might have been, or at least the the front half of the draft. But the reason that that, that the draft, to me, is something that is really hard to really put a ton of emphasis on in the short term is anyone that tells you that they know who any of these teams picked did a good job or bad job, they are making it up. They They are making it up the fact of the matter is i don't know if you can judge a draft class fairly or uh, without at least two seasons and probably more than that probably three or four seasons before you can say definitively that it was a good class or a bad class that you were able to maybe flip some of the players you had into other players who ended up helping you win some games is that not a good draft let's just play this out right the rams didn't draft in the first the, the, the last in the first round since 2016 okay that's six years they haven't had a first round pick but those first round picks brought Jalen Ramsey the first round picks bought uh, Jared Goff the first round picks bought um uh Matthew Stafford along the way and there there are others too that they whether it's Brandon Cooks or, or some other guys that they've traded some first round picks for um they didn't draft any players but that doesn't mean that the draft wasn't a success because they flipped them into really good players and here's the other part of this that just makes me you know i think it's kind of silly frankly i'm not gonna put anybody on blast here specifically because that's not the point of any of this but here are let's see here we got one two three four 
five, six, seven different draft grades. Okay, let's just go through these. And tell me if your kid came home with his report card, whether you'd love this or not. Here's one you got a B. Okay, here's the next one. This is a B minus, so kind of similar to it. This one is an A. Oh, we did really good, according to uh, the people at USA Today. I guess that USA Today liked it more than the Pro Football Network, who gave it a C. So they dropped it. ESPN has it at a B minus. NFL.com has it at an A. Pro Football Focus, C plus. Bleacher Report has it as a C. Uh, the Sporting News has it as a C minus. The Score has it as B minus. CBS has it as a C plus. The point of all of this is that's all over the map, right? You have all the way from an A all the way down to a C minus because people are guessing. They don't know. They're they're they're. It, it's an educated guess. You're you're hoping that you know this guy. Well, they need. Are we just saying that it's a successful draft because the Rams needed offensive linemen and they took two? Is it a successful draft because the Rams needed defensive uh, defensive help in the secondary and they took four? It, oh, okay, but don't they have to be good? What what if though the best player in this draft is the running back from Notre Dame that they took? They didn't need a running back, but they just did it because they like him. They think he's a good player. Is that a good pick? fact of the matter is nobody knows until they go out there and play until they go out there and see if you can turn the player the, the pick into the player and the player becomes a valuable part of your organization or maybe the pick just goes somewhere else maybe maybe it's in detroit you know detroit picked one of the rams first picks this year i don't know if that guy's going to turn out to be a good player or not and neither do the lions and neither does the guy himself you just don't know and that's why these draft grades or just it's okay, whatever you say. A, how many times do you think a team has gotten an A draft grade and then a couple of years later, there's nobody in that draft class that is, is making any noticeable, discernible impact? Frequently. How often do you think that somebody's like, oh my gosh, that's the worst draft I've ever seen in my life. And then all of a sudden it turns out, well, it turns out they got two or three starters out of that draft. Is that not a great draft? But 24 hours after you pick it, you gotta, you gotta determine what this is? We don't, we don't know late bloomers. We don't know early bloomers. I mean, c- come on, man. The whole thing to me seems so random. And I'm not, I, this is not a criticism of the guys who make these grades and, and write these report cards. I believe they do their homework. I believe they have a good sense of whether this guy is going to have a good impact in the NFL. But the fact of the matter is, the, the guys that are paid to pick players, general managers, scouts, team presidents, head coaches, they get it right about half the time if they're really good at it. If they're really good at it. So somebody that covers this stuff as a reporter, you know, maybe they do the same. Maybe they do a little better. Maybe they do a little bit worse, but we're still talking roughly 50%. A draft grade. What, what does that get you? Nothing. F draft grade. What does that get you? Nothing. Does that mean those guys can't play? No, absolutely. Now, look, sometimes there's an Andrew Luck. You pick Andrew Luck. Yep, I like that. That's going to work out pretty well. Peyton Manning. Yep, got that. But there are all sorts of picks that get made that you just don't know exactly. Ryan Leaf, Jamarcus Russell, every Browns quarterback that's been picked in the last 20 years. You don't think that they like that guy in the moment. You don't think that they thought that that's the guy and other people have been given really good grades and really bad. It just doesn't matter. Let's see if they can play or not. Let's see if they help your team win games. Let's see if they can be an asset that can be flipped for a Jalen Ramsey, a Vaughn Miller, whatever it might be. Let's go do that. So while you can read your draft grades and, and, and decide whether or not you like this person's or that person's better than the other, Fact of the matter is, until they put on pads and helmets and line up, 
you don't know, I don't know. And the fact of the matter is, Sean McVay and Les Snead don't know for sure. That's the bottom line truth. All right, coming up next, the Rams schedule not out yet. Hopefully by next week, we're getting a full breakdown of what that schedule is. But could the Rams be going abroad to play their number one opponent? That's coming up next. But first, let me tell you about BlueNile.com. They are an online jeweler that makes unbelievably gorgeous fine jewelry diamond jewelry cocktail rings tennis bracelets gold layering jewelry jewelry that you're going to be thrilled to give as a gift and of course mother's day is right around the corner so you're thinking maybe your wife maybe your mom your mother-in-law your grandmother any of those people that are special in your life this is a great way to make sure that you give them something that says you know what i thought about this a little bit i thought about something that you're going to love because i put a little bit of thought into it and you're thinking to yourself travel I don't know anything about jewelry. I don't know anything about fine jewelry. I don't know what to pick. Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find that memorable gift on any budget that you have. So Mark Mother's Day was something enduring. A classic diamond stud earring, elegant tennis bracelet, birthstone pendants, always a winner. Moms love that stuff, right? And so much more on BlueNile.com. So this Mother's Day, give her something that she's going to treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off 500 bucks. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use the code Locked On. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, it ships free, and it arrives in a discreet package that will not give away the gorgeous gift that you have inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day. Do it. Do it right now. Click that subscribe button and make sure that you're getting it in your podcast feed every single time. Okay. So the schedule is supposed to come out next week, and great. That's always kind of a fun day when you figure out. We know who they're playing. We just don't know the order that we're playing them and when the bye week comes, and are you front-loaded? Are you back-loaded? Do you have a nice stretch where you can get right? Do you have a meat-grinder schedule where you're just going through one tough game after another? Do you have some long road trips along the way? These are the things that are, are going to find out. The Rams, we know, are going to play the Green Bay Packers on the road, right? We know that that's one of the Rams' road games. We know that the Packers are going to be good. They got the quarterback. They've got all, you know, they're a good team. This was the number one seed um, in, in the NFC last year. The Rams are the defending Super Bowl champs. So you would imagine that that's a pretty big deal. Um, Here's what Peter King had to say about this. The London games will be hosted by Green Bay and New Orleans at Tottenham Stadium and by Jacksonville at Wembley Stadium. These games will be played in close proximity, likely between weeks five and eight on Sundays. Crazy to think about this, but I hear the Rams have told the league they wouldn't mind being the Packers' foe in London if the league planned to put the Rams in Lambeau Field late in the season. Might make sense to both neutralize the Pack's home field advantage and to neutralize possible foul weather. Uh, yeah. I mean, if I'm, I don't know who ultimately makes the decision. I would imagine this is just a straight up NFL decision on what they want to do and when they want to do it. But th this seems obvious. If, if I'm both of these teams, I have a strong opinion on this and they are exact opposites. A, if I'm the Packers, why would I want to give away what advantages I have in this? The advantages that a it's in it's in Lambeau Field. I know they're gonna to have to play somebody on the road, but the Rams and the Packers are gonna be a pretty good game. You'd presumably be a pretty close game. Presumably, you're talking about potential playoff seeds. Presumably, you're talking about potential home field advantage in the postseason. 
if I'm the Packers, why would I not want to put it in front of my home fans and potentially in some really lousy weather? If that thing comes, you know, really after Halloween, you just, you just don't know what it's going to be like in green Bay. It could be fine, I guess. And it could be 10 degrees below and with sideways snow blowing, you just don't know what it is. And, Aaron Rodgers hasn't shown any ill effects from playing in that weather over his career. And Matthew Stafford obviously has been in some weather, you know, time playing in Chicago and playing in, in Green Bay and, and among others, I'm sure, in his career in Detroit. But the Rams are from Los Angeles. The Rams play on a fast track, artificial turf inside. It's just, you know, it, it's let's go. Let's line it up and go as fast as we can. Um, if I'm the Packers, I wouldn't want to give that away. And the exact opposite is, of course, hey, the Rams are like, hey, oh, yo, 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 over here, London. Yep, late in the season, cool. I even if I'm the Rams and they want to do it in you know week five or whatever it is, sure. I don't have to play in Lambeau Field. I don't. Why would you want to play in Lambeau Field unless you have to? I wouldn't. Going into Tottenham Stadium in London, uh, yeah, sure. Th- those games are like in a NFL fantasy camps. There's jerseys from all 32 teams. No, you know, oddly the Jacksonville Jags might be the team over there because they go over there more frequently than anywhere else. But yeah, I don't. I don't need Green Bay as a part of my life. And anybody, I've been to Green Bay. I went to the NFC Championship game between the Packers and the Carolina Panthers towards the end of the '90s, and I've never been so cold in my life. It was. I mean, I, I'm I'm sitting there with my feet in the snow and trying to find a way not to get my beer to freeze. It was. I don't need that. And that's just me and my, you know, sitting there doing nothing. I can't imagine trying to play football in that. I, the Packers, man. I, I get it. Everybody's got to take their turn over in London. But if I'm playing, I'll, I'll go. Can I go play the um, the Detroit Lions over there? Can we can we go do that? I don't, I don't need to. I don't need to make one of my most important games. I, that could be the game. Let's say it's your 14th win of the season, your 13th win of the season, and the Rams are got 11 or 12 or 13, and the head-to-head matchup is the one that's going to determine who gets the NFC Championship game at home or not. And you decided to let that thing walk out the door. Now, look, the NFL may say, "I don't. We don't care what you guys think. You're going or you're not going. I don't care if you want to. I don't care if you don't want to. We're going to put this thing in the way that we want to do it." But it seems like you're going to get two very different opinions based on who you're asking. The Rams, of course, they want to go to London, and if I'm the Packers, why would I want to go do that against them? Give me a. When the Rams went over there a few years ago, they played. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, they could beat the Arizona Cardinals in the street, in, in Wembley Stadium, at SoFi, at uh, the, what is it, uh, Phoenix, University of Phoenix Stadium, or whatever they got going on uh, over there in Glendale right now. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Get, the Packers probably want one of those games. You know, just give me one of those. If, if we're talking home field advantage, I want to do that against the Rams. I want to do that in my own backyard, and hopefully it's snowing in eight degrees, and we'll take them from there. Speaking of the Cardinals, right? The Cardinals, uh, more bad news for them. Uh, kind of goes together with the schedule as well, and we'll talk about the impact it means for the Los Angeles Rams. That's coming up next. Summer's coming up. You're going to need some food on the go. You've got yeah, parties, and you're going to the beach, you're going to the lake, you're going on vacation, you're going to do all the fun stuff that we do in the summer, and you're going to need some food on the go. And why not make it a good choice? Why not make it some built Bars? Because the best part about built Bars they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for your health. With Built Bar, you can have both. All you have to do is go to built.com and order right now. You got all your favorites banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, so many more to choose from. I am a coconut almond guy all day long. They're delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at built.com. I can give you all the stats, right? 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 70 grams of protein. 
It's all true. That's all. That's all what's in those built bars. High protein, low calorie, low sugar. You're going to feel great. It's a good choice. You stay on your plan, whatever you're on. And you compare that to some of the other junky snacks that are out there. It's going to blow it out of the water. Here's the here. Here's what you need to know. They taste good. Yeah, they taste good. You're going to be satisfied. You're going to be full. And you're going to continue to make some good choices along the way. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so we've talked a lot, obviously, about the NFC West and where the Rams are going to slot in next season. Obviously, they're the defending division champs. They are the defending Super Bowl champs. But like they say, the quickest way to get back to the playoffs is to win your division. Obviously, San Francisco is going to be a roadblock there. They've been kind of the thorn in the Rams' side for the last several years. The other team that's probably won the most games the last couple of years are the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the Rams have had all sorts of success. They've lost to Arizona once last year, week four, against Arizona in the Sean McVay era. But uh, the the road to beating Arizona and getting those all-important division wins potentially just got a little bit easier for them. Obviously, this is going to depend a lot on how the, the schedule breaks out for the Rams, whether or not they uh, draw the Cardinals early, middle, or late. But DeAndre Hopkins, the star wide receiver for the Cardinals, gets six games, a six-game suspension for violating the performance-enhancing drug policy. The NFL hits them with that. Um, look, I get it. They got Marquise Brown, who's a very nice wide receiver along the way. They've got Kyler Murray, who's a dynamic player. They, they've, they've got some guys that can do some things offensively, but DeAndre Hopkins is still a dude. DeAndre Hopkins is still one of the best wide receivers in football. And if you can play a team without one of their best players, well, shoot. Yeah, let's, let's go do that. Um, the, the, I'm not going to do the thing about, well, PEDs and level playing field and all that. What he tweeted was, uh, I was confused and shocked. I'm very mindful of what I put in my body, and I've always taken a holistic approach. So I'm working with my team to investigate how this could have happened. But even as careful as I've been, clearly I wasn't careful enough. For that, I apologize to Cardinals fans, my teammates, and the entire Cardinals organization. I never want to let my team down. I fully intend to get to the bottom of this. As soon as I have more information, I will share it. Oh, I don't think there's much of a case here. I mean, you did it. it, it, it it's that you you you. You took something that showed up in a test that gave you a positive that the league is suspending you for. Eh, okay. Look, I, I, I get it. I, I'm not, I'm not naive. I understand that this is professional sports and I understand that guys try to get whatever edge that they can get. And I understand that in certain sports, this is looked at more benignly than it is in others in baseball. You're looked at like, you know, it's the end of the world. If you've done something in football, it's a little bit less like that. Um, this is just good news for the Rams. If one of their two games against the Cardinals lands in the early part of the season, I mean, why wouldn't who wouldn't want to play a team that's that's in your way at something less than their best? I mean, I, I want to see DeAndre Hopkins play football. I'm, I mean, not only am I a Rams fan, I'm an NFL fan. I want to see the best players play as often as possible, unless of course it's against the Rams and they got a chance to put a division win in their pocket. I, I'm not going to say you know this is the Rams don't have stuff. Everybody has stuff that pops up that is not ideal. Everybody has uh, culture. Everybody has guys that fit perfectly into the culture. And everybody has guys that maybe, you know, don't. That, that maybe don't have quite that same fit that, that other guys might. But And this is not saying that the, the Cardinals have, you know, a drug culture. Not, nothing like that. But just a lot of stuff going on with the Cardinals. Just a lot of stuff. And a lot of some Kyler Murray stuff. And now some DeAndre Hopkins stuff. And... Just stuff is not necessarily super productive. Good players, 
good coaching, good executives, just kind of smooth sailing along the way. There's always going to be a thing. Somebody's always going to get in a little trouble or somebody's always going to have some beef with a teammate or a coach. That's sometimes just talking like stuff that all of a sudden puts you on the front of ESPN.com or something like that when you're probably not looking to be on the front of ESPN.com for something like that. The Rams have done, and this is where I knock on wood, the Rams have done a pretty good job of making sure, at least for now, that they haven't had to deal with that. DeAndre Hopkins down for six games, and we'll see when the schedule comes out whether or not that benefits the Rams. Now, it could cut the other way too, right? Let's say that in the first six weeks, the Rams do not play the Arizona Cardinals, um, and all of a sudden you get them twice, and they are on full pedal-to-the-metal mode because let's say they split those six games. They go three and three, and they know that, look, we, we got, what would that be, 11 games left, and we got to win seven or eight of them if we want to get into the playoffs. Now maybe the Rams get a different version of it. So we'll see how it shakes out. It all depends on the schedule, but at least on the surface of it, a potential um, opportunity for the Rams to maybe have a slightly easier night against one of their division opponents, the Arizona Cardinals. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Rams. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Now make Locked on NFL your second listen. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked on NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts, including Ross Jackson, who's terrific, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked on NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no offseason for real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked on NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams' house.